life on the road. It's booze, tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns, and bees, fights, candle flights, running with the runs, and blacklists, bounce checks, great a bachelorette, drunks in the front, making out for your set, and middle acts doing blow more, missing merch, and drive the rental car past another mega church, and juice keys, vagina fists, your cell phone is gone. One big law and order marathon. Hey guys, Murray Valeriano, the Road Stories podcast, right here. I just forget forgot how I opened the show. I've been doing the show every week for eight years. I forgot my opening line. Uh, uh, anyway, you guys know what I'm talking about. Murray Valeriano, uh, Road Stories podcast, uh, part of All Things Comedy. Check out All Things Comedy Network if you haven't seen it or looked at it. Uh, I hear we got a couple of new shows on there. I'm very excited to listen to. I'm heading the road next week, so I'll be uh, listening to those. Um, what's that weird noise? I it's don't hear. me. Oh. And it's yeah. the podcast. It's the podcast. We're on the road for road stories. Oh, that's the weird noise. That's the weird the noise. The actual road. Yes, the actual road. I'm super stoked. I know you guys love these episodes. I, I apologize. I haven't done one in a while. Um, I also apologize that we're going to a good gig. <laughs> Usually, I pick the sketchy kind of bar gigs that are out in Riverside, and I get the opener to drive, and we talk about it on the way, and then we get into a bar fight or something horrible happens, and then we talk about it on the way back. But uh, as comedian Jay Davis will attest, the shows this weekend have been phenomenal. Absolutely. So good. So much fun. I mean, Packed Houses, we're opening for Pablo Francisco. The guy's got uh, great fans. He's, uh, it's a good show. It's a good show. So when I saw Jay was on the show, I'm like, hey, man, why don't we do a podcast on the way down? So here we are. Jay Davis joins me and Eric... Myers. Myers. I don't know why I blinked on that name. I apologize. My fans know I uh, like I try Mike to get Myers. names right. Like Mike Myers. Yeah, yeah. All right. So sweet. So we're cruising down the, uh, what are we on, the 134? It's the 134 to the 210 to the 15 to the 62 to the 66 <laughs> to the 51 to the 57 <laughs> north to the Imperial Highway. Holy shit. This is quite the road story. It's like 20 interchanges. That's a lot of roads. Yeah, but it's only That's 15 minutes roads. away. I know. Yeah. <laughs> like, I like your joke, Murray. Tell him your joke. I like your joke. Uh, you talk about getting to the Bray Improv. It's it's probably the hardest improv to get to because it's like in the middle of like everything. I don't know. It's like coming from Burbank, it's like every four miles is a freeway interchange. So it's, it's always piled up traffic. But I think we're good today. Yeah, it looks pretty clean for a Sunday. Because it's Memorial Day weekend, All right. knock on wood. And uh, I think we're going to have a clean, uh, fresh drive. Hey, real quick, since it's Memorial Day, I know I have a lot of listeners whose uh, children are serving in the military. So um, here's some uh, prayers and positive thoughts that we can remember them on Vets Day and not Memorial Day. And if you have served, uh, thank you very much. I I, I mean that from the heart. I'm doing my uh, Middle East tour in July over in Bahrain, and so I'm stoked for that and stoked to meet some of the military listeners who listen to this show. Eric, you ever do a tour for the military? No, but uh, the reason for that is I have a terrible fear of airplanes flying. I don't fly anywhere. All right, that's right. Those people get shot at. <laughs> I, I got fortunate <laughs> once. Theo Vaughn uh, got me on a USO tour. And, oh, yeah? Uh, we ended up, my first USO tour, which I was nervous I was going to go to the Middle East, and uh, somehow I, I won the lotto. I ended up at the uh, Carousel Islands. Whoa, where? Carousel Islands, where Blue Carousel... The oh, Carousel. Carousel, yeah. I can't off, pro- uh, I, off the coast of Venezuela. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and yeah. It was unbelievable. They put us up in this hotel, 
and like the the military has their own suite there. It looked like Scarface designed it. <laughs> I couldn't believe it's like this three bedroom suite with chandeliers and like nice. mirrored ceilings and everything. I'm like, man, this is amazing. Suffering for your country, so, Jay. Yeah, that was the best. And they treat <laughs> you like gold. They give you the tour. The guys come in on their day off in uniform just to give you a tour of all the planes and right and. Uh, the, where, where they work out of it, 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 you, we couldn't have been treated any better it, but, it was pretty wonderful you know I tell you this and I always say it when uh, and actually everybody says it but the military audiences are the most thankful and gracious audiences even stateside you know where they live on the base they're still I don't know if it's the respect that the military instills in them or, or what but uh, they're the they're absolute, the absolute most gracious audiences I've ever performed. The best, for. and I would love to do it again, man. I would but, go right uh, back there anytime. Sadly, Eric's affliction will not allow him to perform for it. <laughs> yeah, but one of these days. Hey, uh, only be, only because we're in the car, bud. Can you hold your mic closer to your mouth? Yes. So you guys know I don't have to apologize for the sound on this. You guys understand what we're doing today. You've listened to these podcasts before. Um, I want to say uh, coming up to not not to do my plugs up front, but Thursday night. Um, Headlining the Purple Onion. So if you haven't got your tickets yet in San Francisco, get them. You can go to Eventbrite um, or go to my Facebook page, Murray Valeriano Comedy, and get your tickets there. I'm uh, excited to meet some of the listeners I haven't met before, and I'm excited to uh, hang out with the listeners uh, I haven't met before. So the Purple Onion, uh, Thursday night. I'll see you guys there, and there will be drinking because I'm on the road. I have a kid, and that's what I do when I'm on the road. (laughs) I drink. All right, Eric, where are you from, buddy? Man, what a great lead-in for my stories. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to tell the story where I got arrested. I'm from Columbia, Maryland. All right, well, fuck where you're from. I want to hear the arrested story. Well, I'm a recovering alcoholic addict, so I spent many years on the road, sadly, drinking and drugging it up. Sure. What was your drug of choice? I liked alcohol and Xanax and sleeping pills. So I... That's a... it's, it's a, a great scary, combination. Yeah, it's a scary combo. And man. it's a great way to miss gigs. Right? It's a great way to miss gigs. <laughs> it's a great way to die. It's a yeah, great way to really die. And, uh, well, a terrible way to die, I guess. Yeah. But the, uh, well, I was, uh, I had a bad reputation, so I had been on the road doing funny bones and improvs. I've been fired various times. So it what was. What was your bad reputation from drinking and drugs? Drinking and drugs, missing shows, or going sure. on stage really drunk, or blah, 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 blah. And, uh, so. I had already had a bad reputation, and, and I was on thin ice as it was, and they were reluctant. I got a little bit of time sober, and they let me back into the um, Cincinnati Funny Bone. And oh, I was okay. Featuring for Bobby Slayton. I've been to Cincinnati Funny Bone, and I featured for Bobby Slayton. Yes, <laughs> several and times. Cincinnati Funny Bone in world. Kentucky, <laughs> and uh, they are not too lenient on anything. So I feel like relapsing. I feel like drinking. Oh, really? My flight was late. I missed the first show. I was stressed out. I'm like, I feel like getting drunk. I'm in the condo. How much time do you have under your belt at this point? Sober Today's wise. 90 days. No, no, uh, for the story. I don't, I, a couple months. Oh, okay. I don't remember exactly. Okay, cool. So I actually prayed. I was like, God, if I'm not supposed to drink tonight, send me a sign. Sure. And I go into the liquor store. My birthday is leap year, February 29th, 1980. Oh, cool. The guy behind the counter goes, February 29th not a real day. I can't sell you the alcohol. Even though at this point I'm like 28. He's like, That's a, this is a fake ID. It's not a real birthday. So I'm like, God's trying to tell me I'm not supposed to buy booze. Sure. I'm like, come on, come on. He's like, I'm going to call the cops. I'm like, fine. That's a real birthday. It's 1980. It's every four years. 
Long story short, I get the booze, I get fucked up. I'm not allowed to drink at the club. So I have a backpack filled with Xanax and beer. <laughs> There's an 8 and a 10 show on Friday. I go up at the 8 show. I'm, I'm already buzzing. I'm drinking beers in the bathroom, and I'm taking a couple Xanax. I go on the, the first show, feature. Bobby Slayton gets up. It's in a strip mall. I walk to the Barnes & Noble, go in their bathroom, sit on the toilet in the stall, start pounding Xanax and drinking. I wake up. The police wake me up on the floor of the Barnes & Noble bathroom. They're like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm just really tired. They find the Xanax. They find the booze. I'm drunk in public. I get arrested. Everyone leaving the 8 o'clock show seems to be getting taken away in handcuffs. The and, worst. Uh, I get taken to jail, and I'm cussing the cops out. I'm like, fuck you. I'm a comedian. Fuck you. They strapped me in this Hannibal Lecter chair with, like, a face mask. Oh, so I Because I kept ringing this buzzer. And they let me out at, like, 6 in the morning the next day. It's freezing cold. I have to walk, like, five miles back to the condo and I call that thing I'm like oh sorry about last night I got sick I had to go to the hospital and they're like hey the cops called us <laughs> we know what happened narcs and, um, for some reason I kept drinking and doing Xanax and when I woke up there was there was like 50 balloons that I had blown up and threw all over the condo what I don't know why or where I got the balloons. Right, they right. came in, they go, you have to leave. So I have a cup full of beer. I walk in to the poor guy Luke's office, and I go, hey, can I get paid for the days? I was right. so hammered, and he, he didn't say anything. He just gave me the check. I cashed it and um, proceeded to get drunk, and I cashed the check. I have a $100 bill. I go to the bar. I'm drinking. I walk back to the condo, and uh, five seconds later, there's a knock on the door. I open it. This is homeless guy. He goes, can I have a dollar? I'm homeless. And I go, I'm so fucked up. I'm like, okay. I pull up my wallet. He smacks it out of my hand, oh, grabs it, and runs. Dude. I shut the door. Wow. I'm freaked out. Then I'm like, this guy's my money. I should go after him. But then I'm like, oh, maybe he's like a crazy crackhead. He'll stab me. So I called my dad. And I said, a homeless guy just robbed me. Can you Western Union me money? I have no money to get home. And to this day, I don't think my dad believes that's what <laughs> happened. So that's my getting arrested in Cincinnati story. Wow. I never that story was not too un And I actually saw a woman the next day, and she goes, oh, man, you're that comedian. She's like, your drunk character was amazing. Uh, you're such a good actor. So I was like, lady, I was fucking hammered. Hilarious. Yeah. No, I got a, I got a arrested one night, and I'm in the Hollywood... Uh, Fuck. What's wrong? You all right? I spilled some Mountain Dew. Oh, that's all right. Just, there's no electricity down there. I don't have any napkins. Oh, you know, yeah. I just took my towels out. Shit. You're fine. Don't worry about it. Unless it's getting on your stuff. No, I'll clean up. I'm sorry. I'll clean up when we get to the uh, I'm not really worried about it, but there's a cup holder right next to you, bud, if you want to use that. Oh, so I'm yeah, sorry. That's cool. I don't... Honestly... Uh, sorry, I didn't get a chance to clean this out. You guys are in the legendary surf mobile. Woo! The listeners know all about it. Um, I got arrested one night, and I'm at the Hollywood jail, and I'm on the bench, handcuffed to the bench. And one of the cops comes up and goes, "Hey, weren't you at the comedy and magic club two nights ago?" <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I'm like, "Oh man, one of the first times I ever got recognized." Uh, yeah, isn't that great? <laughs> and you were in jail. <laughs> in jail. Jay, you ever been arrested, man? Yes, twice. Uh, comedy related or drunk related again? Uh, I think booze doesn't go well uh, with me either. You know, like oh, uh, yeah. I, and both times I was arrested for being drunk in public. Oh really? I was Nineteen. 19 years old and uh, drinking a bunch and these hot chicks I met invited me to the rainbow on Sunset Strip mm -hmm. and which is cool it was 18 and up so I figured I'll get drunk before I get there because they won't let you drink when you're there sure okay. but I just got a little too drunk you know like you know 90 pounds wet drinking 151 <laughs> oh jeez Mickey's out. Big Mouth you know like let's just drink the most potent thing I can find right <laughs> you know I want to make sure I'm really fried you know <laughs> then I get there and uh, they make you pay like $10, $5 for two drink tickets. But even if you don't drink, you can use those tickets for food. But oh, sweet. That's like the cover. So they give me the two tickets, and I give them $10. And then I, I'm about to go in, and then one of the guys goes, uh, did he give me the $10? And he goes, no, he didn't give me anything. 
He goes, you didn't give it to me either. We're not going to let you in. You're too drunk. I go, well, let me get my $10 back. He goes, uh, I didn't see him give you $10. And they stole the money from me. Uh, Are you serious? So I was so drunk and mad. I went over to the pay phone. That's back when, before pre, that was obviously pre-cell phones. And yeah. pre you, rode, you rode your dinosaur over so to I the. So I went to the, uh, the, the, the phone booth and I called 911. 911? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They go, 911 can help you. What's the problem? I go, yeah, these bouncers just stole my $10. Uh, I want my money back. They go, okay, and where are you? I go, at the Rainbow. Okay, you wait right there by the payphone. What's your name? I go, Jay. Okay, we're oh, coming God. right now, Jay. Wait right there. Oh, I go, God. great. I want to get my money back. So the cops come. I'm all excited. I'm over here. And they go, sir, put your hands behind your back. You're under arrest. Uh, I'm like, wait, what about my 10 bucks? They go, you just called 911. And you're drunk in public. And then they threw me in, like, this uh, plastic drunk tank. I got to oh, say. God. So that happened. That I got to say, deserved. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I was just a young kid and drunk. I didn't. I thought. I, I was I was like, I want to get my money back. You didn't know anybody. Uh, do you still drink, Jay? You know what? I, I quit drinking, actually, when I was 22. Uh -huh. And um, I didn't have a drink uh, for until I was 31. So, yeah, I, I, I quit on my own. Sure. And uh, went, like, eight years without touching anything. And then. I went on vacation when I was 31, and and all this new uh, flavored beer and flavored <laughs> liquor came out. And well, you I just can't went through a breakup, and I'm like, mm, yeah, I want to try vanilla vodka. <laughs> you know, what do you make with that? Oh, martini. Let me try that, and let me get two Coronas. You know, I basically drank the whole bar the first uh, time, and sure, and that was a bad look. But uh, you know, now I can have a drink or two, and, right? And uh, luckily, I'm not a binge drinker, thank God. But my. Uh my ex-girlfriend, who's a pretty well-known comedian, I won't say any names, she used to drink uh, vanilla white Russians, vanilla Stoli white Russians. They're basically like drinking a Sunday. Mm. Oh, wow. They're just so sweet and so yeah. good. And she would, she was good for about seven of them. Ooh. And then she would uh, ask, you know, uh, start looking for Coke. Oh, boy. And uh, then she would, you know, get really blasted and then uh, I heard they have vanilla flavored coke now too. So. <laughs> <laughs> it smells great. <laughs> and yeah. then you get blasted all on over top. and uh, the next day uh, turn around and do it again. Uh, well I'm glad you're not with her anymore. Yeah me too. Wish her the best. Uh, I, aw, thank you very I much. Do. I do. Like, uh, I do like to have a couple drinks before I go on stage. Not like uh, although I've been on the wagon for uh, boy about two months now I think. Oh, okay. About two months. For any particular for reason. You. No, I do it for health reasons, you know, sure. just to kind of, you know, hey, Eric, the body's a temple, my friend. That's it right. is. The body's a temple. Mine's a bar. Uh, plus, I <laughs> <laughs> Mine's a dive bar. Plus, I have a four-year-old, and I don't like to get up with a hangover. Oh, God. So yeah, uh, That'd be crazy. So I save my drinking for after shows on the road. I did cocaine once. I was at the Stardom in Birmingham, Alabama with... Wait, can you speak up? I didn't hear that part. I did cocaine once. I was at the... Stardom in Birmingham, Alabama with Greg Giraldo. Oh, sure. R.I.P. is Greg guy. Seriously, rest in peace, buddy. And we were doing coke, and then he gave me some coke to do the next day. So I did it. Only time I've ever done coke before I got on stage. I'm hosting. I'm supposed to do 15 minutes. I do every one of my jokes in about 10 seconds. <laughs> oh, I just think I, I was just saying punchlines. Like, and then the cat walked in. Then I fought it. Then I jerked off. <laughs> and I get off stage, and the feature was like, what the fuck? And everyone knew I was on coke. Oh, sure. Oh, the sound guy was like, what? What was that? I didn't even let you. You were up there for like two minutes. Wow. And I did my closer. Like, I did everything, and it was horrible. The funny thing about Coke is uh, everybody always knows when you're on it. Everybody knows. Yeah. And, uh, and you're paranoid, and you're like, everybody knows, and they and they do know. Yeah, and they're absolutely right. Paranoid. And I think, I don't know, this, I'm going to sound like such an old guy right now, but I think Coke 
is making a comeback in the comedy scene. I'm on it right now. <laughs> Thanks for letting me drive. <laughs> Jay was blowing line before we got in the car. I was, I Did was you at, ever leave? I well, that's, that's the other <laughs> thing. I don't know. It's just God bless you, America. I stopped doing it, so I just assume everybody else stopped doing it. You know how that goes. The all-important me complex. Well, I'm sober now, and even though I have 90 days, I've I been sober the majority of the time so people sure. don't really offer me drugs and I'm not really in that scene right. so I didn't really know but then I, I have a friend that goes to the store and she was telling me comedy store like, yeah the comedy store she's like dude there's a lot of there's a lot of comics doing blow and she's like the dealer is this guy and I was like holy shit yeah. I didn't know it was that big of a thing well I was uh, naive. it seems to be making a comeback I, I have noticed uh, a lot is. more drugs and alcohol yeah, well, I, was, I was at the club the other night, and I can, I know it sounds like a stupid joke, but I swear, I, Coke has a distinctive smell. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and I, uh, and I was in the back of the club, and, and I turned to one of the comics, I won't say his name, and, uh, I'm like, man, you smell Coke? I smell Coke. He's like, no, nah, no, nah, man, I don't, I don't, I don't even know what it smells like. I'm like, all right, I'm like, somebody around here is doing Coke. And he splits, and then comes back, and he's all just. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> rubbing his face and Tweaks. like grinding his teeth, and I'm like, oh, you're the fucker is doing it. Like, I don't far be it for me to pass judgment or anything on anybody, man. The Lord knows I've d- I've done my fair stuff in my in my day, but I've never gone on stage high or uh, or wired. I've gone on drunk, which I don't like. Yeah, like drunk, drunk. Um, not like falling down or making ass out of myself, drunk, but drunk enough to where I was. They could tell I was drunk. Could you get the bits out? Yeah, I mean, I just riffed the whole time. So uh, I remember going fairly well. I went on stage once, so drunk, at the Tempe Improv, and Adam Eget was the manager of that. Oh, he's not the one who killed himself, is he? No, Adam's the, G- uh, the booker of the Comedy Store now. Oh, Adam. Adam. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Adam. yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at, at, I just know him as Adam. <laughs> this is my first time ever meeting Adam. I fly down there. I get hammered on the plane. I am, like, wasted. And he's like, dude, I can't. And I flew down there to do some contests just to do it. Sure. Where was this at? In Tempe Improv. Oh, yeah. And they had, like, a, but I wanted to get in the club. So I flew down there just to do a comedy contest just right. to get in it because I was bored and I was like, fuck it. So I, real quick, guys, did I take the six. You're still five? good. You're okay. still going. You're going to turn on the 57. Oh, okay, perfect. I got yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, you got about... 7.8 miles, according Perfect. to my new uh, right. iPhone SE. Oh! Yes. So, Sorry to interrupt. So, yeah, so you're at the Tempe, Arizona. You're hammered. Yeah, so Adam's like, there's no way I can let you on stage. And I was like, dude, I can do it. I can do it. And he's like, fuck, man. He's like, he was, he's like young. He's like the assistant manager. He's like, I'm going to lose my job. I'm like, I can do it. I can do it. I get up there. And he's like, oh, you're, you're cut off down here. So I go to the bar upstairs and start ordering drinks. <laughs> Everybody's looking at me. I go up there and... I'm like annihilated and oh, I yeah. killed. Sure. I don't remember what I said or what I did, but the crowd, it was probably one of the best sets of my life. To this day, people are still like, when are you coming back to Tempe? <laughs> and uh, and then when I moved here, Adam's like, oh my God, Eric, are you okay? And I hadn't <laughs> seen him in about 10 years. And he was like, Jesus. He's like, I still remember that night you went up at Tempe. He's like, I, didn't th- I thought you were literally going to pass out on stage and you killed. And I was like, I don't remember what I said or did, but... People are like, hey, when are you going back to Tempe? You're like, I can't. I don't drink anymore. <laughs> yeah, right. I used to have a thing. I would drink two beers before the first show. If there uh-huh. was two shows, then one beer before the second show. And then I like to get a buzz on because it took away the nerves. And sure. I felt like I was funnier. But then after a while, it just I started drinking during the day. And just, right. It was a clusterfuck, you know? Speaking of beer, we're passing the Miller Lite. We are. That's hilarious. <laughs> brewery right now. <laughs> Oh, and, they're, and they're vat, their giant vats yeah, are shaped crazy. like Miller Lite cans. 
Oh, it's my dream. Are they really? That's some of the worst beer out there. Yeah. No, I just spent the job. <laughs> just kidding. All right. All right, that's fine. Yeah, I don't... Uh, like, I've become such a... Uh, such, like such an old man on the road now you know i don't i don't go out and get drunk or anything but i always like i usually just keep a bottle in my room and then go back and have a couple drinks watch television go to bed yeah sure so that's the way i stay out of trouble anymore i got a wife i got a kid i don't need to go out end up in somebody's backyard at a kegger in a giant (laughs) orgy in the jacuzzi especially Uh, again again not again actually sounds pretty fun (laughs) that's the thing about being on the road and trying to be sober because after the show you're in like bumfuck Omaha and then after the show it's like oh I'm gonna go back to the days in by myself where I can everybody wants to party with the waitstaff comics and you got that that energy buzz from the show so that can be a really hard thing going back to the hotel room or just going to a bar and just trying to mingle that was the thing it took me a long time to get used to yeah now what do you do now to kind of avoid those situations I go to the bar and I'll hang out and drink Red Bull, but uh-huh. I talk to my sponsor. And oh, he's smart. Like, I think it's we we determine you know it's better to go to the bar and hang out. So I feel like I'm not missing anything. And it's been I had long periods of time sober, so I I, I don't even notice it after a while. Sure. You know what I mean. But when I first got sober, it was like I was young. I was like 21, 22, so it was kind of a shock. Yeah. But you know, after a while, I just didn't. And I liked waking up and not being hungover. And now right. I just kind of have a routine I do during the day. So by right. the time the show's over, I'm tired. Uh, so what do you do during the day to fill your day on the road? I always go to the movies. <laughs> no, good call. It's usually at a, I usually go to a movie. It's usually That's two hours home. killed right there. Yeah, I'll wake up. I'll write for 30 minutes. I'll go I'll, I'll go to the gym. I'll meditate. I'll do yoga. I'll go to an AA meeting. Take a nap. Take a shower. And by that time, it's like six. Eat dinner and go to the show. Right. Wash, rinse, repeat. You know what I mean? So sure. the day, I feel like I'm being productive. You know what I mean? I write jokes. You know, I do my social media. So I have a little routine I write down. I have this app where I, like, check off stuff. Oh, very cool. I oh, do. I know that app. I'm, it's yeah. It's called. You swipe yeah. it off. I got, into a, I got into a little bit. I think I talked about this on the show a couple weeks ago, but I got into a little shit because uh, I tweeted, hey, remember when the second letter in AA stood for anonymous? Yeah. And uh, I got a lot of backlash on that. Why did you write that tweet? Because everybody's like, you know, 12 years today, so grateful. Everybody is, like, you know, it's kind of like the an- the an- 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 anonymity. And an- thank you, braces and uh, elastics. Put, I got shit too, because I would put how long I had sober on Facebook. And yeah. Like 30 days sober, 60 days sober. And then I'd relapse and be like, 30 days sober. And after like your 10th time doing that, people were like, what the fuck? I thought you had 60 <laughs> days sober. So my dad was like, you should probably stop posting that. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah. But I just, I mind again, I'm. I, I know a lot about the, the rooms and stuff because I perform. I used to perform in them a lot, you yeah. know. And uh, great, great. We we're talking about military audiences being great, man. Uh, recovery people are a great audience. They're the best. Oh, the and best. they're the best, and they're not drunk. I do Mick Betancourt's shows from time to time. Yeah, those, those, those oh, audiences are off the chain. I have not been able to do that. He's asked me that several times. You I have should not, do it. I know. It's, it's just it's I've incredible. been on the road every time he asks me to do it. It's always just jam-packed with people yeah. and they're the coolest audience and so you giving. can't offend them they love it <laughs> they sold their the more, baby for yeah. crack you they can't love offend comedy them. i mean yeah. it's like it's like uh it's unbelievable the response you'll get from a, a really cool sober crowd and they need they people need to laugh you know? and they're not going to be the drunk guy heckling anymore sure you know they're like i used to be the drunk guy heckling now i stay quiet and laugh and clap yeah right. oh these people actually put work into their work oh okay i don't have to disrupt them there's very few stone cold sober hecklers yeah 
Like, shut the fuck. You know, that just doesn't happen. Wait, are you saying alcohol has something to do with heckling? I think so. Yes. <laughs> I hope I'm not blasting anybody's eardrums out of here. I'm sitting in the back seat of my own car. Uh, so I'm trying to speak loud for Eric and Jay to hear me, but uh, uh, I'm looking at the monitor. I don't think I'm blowing up the, the speakers too much. Now, Jay. Yes, sir. Davis. I almost called you Jay Adams. Jay Davis. Jay Adams, a professional uh, skateboarder surfer. Yes. Uh, he rest, passed away rest recently. Rest in peace, uh, yeah. Jay Adams, man. Yeah, I, I met him in Hawaii once. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I was surfing uh, Pipeline with my friend Bo Jesse Christopher, and those guys were all barbecuing because to them it was small. Sure. It was like six foot. That's too small <laughs> for them. Right? right? But then all of a sudden these giant sets started rolling through, so, of course, I paddled in, and that's when they all grabbed their boards and went out when it started getting big. Sure. Just to but, uh, tell the folks how like how big is uh, uh, the face on a six foot swell? Uh, I mean, I, it was probably a four foot swell. I was saying it was about a six foot face. Okay, so, so it was you probably go. about a four foot swell. Right. All right. So we're coming up on the fifty seven. Yeah. So we're gonna go. On Which turn. was perfect for me for pipeline. You know. Sure. Just, uh, was it barreling? Was it hollow? Totally. Oh, nice. Yeah. I mean, you, you still uh, that still is, hits that reef. Yeah, that is mecca of surfing. Y'all, mm-hmm. that is uh, that is the place to go. Yeah, All right, you know where time. you're going up here? Yeah, I think I'm going to go south, right? Yeah, yeah, getting in the right Santa lane. Anna. No, you got to get right over. Okay. Got it. There you go. So, Jay uh, Davis, a bit of a legend, yeah, in the Los Angeles comedy scene? Well, uh, as one hot model told me the other day, you you know, I, I sell out shows, and she's like, you're so popular. <laughs> I'm like, I'd like to be famous, but I guess you're right. I'm just popular. <laughs> you, <laughs> you are know? famous. No, like, for, for the Sunset Strip, I am. You're like when HBO, it comes to, dude. Well, yeah. I did do that, but I That's mean. huge. Oh, thanks. But, That's uh, huge. How many people can say that in their lives? I know. They've been on HBO? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a lot of people can say that. Yeah, yeah. But even even before I got into comedy, like I was in the nightclub business, and so I I was a promoter. Oh, that's how you're so good at promoting. Yeah, yeah. And I've been there. I've been out in LA since I was 18. So like, I know a lot of people. I'm like the Kevin Bacon times two of (laughs) LA. Like, I I really know so many people. Two strips of bacon. Yeah, Yeah. and um, you only need two degrees of Jay. So it's like I've been running up and down the streets of Sunset Boulevard since I was 18, looking for Ridlin. You know, like I know everybody, (laughs) and I never found it. I think I. I need it. But, um, uh, Jay, speaking yeah. of HBO, Jay was part of Torgasm, right? Yeah, yeah. I was very Tell fortunate. us about that, man. Uh, Dane Cook was nice enough to bring me on the road with him because I created a room back in the day called Dublin's, which we're recently talking about doing a documentary on the room for those that haven't heard of it and those that have. Sure. It just became this legendary comedy night and all the biggest comedians of today and it, yesterday It was would probably do it. like the first, outside of maybe... Uh, uh, what was that alt show? Uh, Largo. The ori- yeah, but the original show, uh, Uncabaret. Outside of Uncabaret, that might be the first kind of standalone room show that was had a better lineup than the clubs. Yeah, it was really popping. You know, you know what I'm trying to say, Eric? Yeah, it was really <laughs> I popping. I do, yeah. Okay. But it was a good time, and that's when Dane's career really started taking off and, and was peaking. So um, who did you have on these shows? Tell us who I you mean, have. Geez, I mean, geez, I mean, I would have... Well, I mean, you know, I'd, had, I'd have uh, Dane Cook, Dr. Ken Jeong, um... What's, what's the other guy? Like, how do I forget this guy's name? The, the star of Hangover. Uh, oh, Zach? Zach Galifianakis would do it. Um, Aisha Tyler, Jay Moore, sure. Andrew Dice Clay, Roseanne Barr, yeah. Daryl Hammond. Damn. Um, this, this was the you place know, to Leslie be. Leslie Jones. Monday nights? It was every Tuesday night. Oh, that's right. This and, was during uh, my hiatus of uh, stand-up, yeah, so I, know, I was going around. Uh, Tosh never did that particular show, um, but you know, I talked to him about it. 
it, it only lasted like four or five years because uh, Dublin's got closed down for some some issues they had with the city. So, unfor- or it'd still be going on probably Fucking to this Irish. day. Um, but um, yeah, it was it was an incredible time uh, of my life, and and that's what opened up all the floodgates for stand up comedy for me. And I created the show with uh, another comedian named Ahmed Ahmed. Oh and sure. So. He'd been around town a long time, just like me. He had celebrity friends. I had met some celebrity friends. So it was kind of cool because all these celebs would come out and watch the show, which made it that much more exciting for the comics, you know? Yeah. So that's how you got on a tourgasm, yeah? Yeah. And then so Dane was nice enough to start bringing me on the road with him. So, you know, I would go on the road with Dane. Tell us the concept of tourgasm for those who haven't seen it or Basically, you know, Dane pitched it as this. You know, I just want to do a tour because at that time the industry really wasn't they, they knew about Dane, but they didn't know how valid he actually was. And right. When he would go on the road, I mean, they'd have to, you know, there'd be like three to 5,000 people showing up to see him. Sure. So he wanted to document that so that he could bring it back on on tape or video, whatever you want to film, and show the industry, like, this is what's happening on the road. Like, yeah. you know, I got fans. I got a big fan base. And he thought, you know, I don't want to do it alone. It'd be fun to bring, like, three of my buddies and he chose me as the opener host, and then it was Robert Kelly and oh, Gary right. Goldman. Um, and the four of us uh, got on a rock star tour bus, like a brand new badass tour bus, and we um, we did like 30 shows in, in like 30 days. Wow. Or like, not like 30 shows in like two months or, sure. or whatever, but we just drove across the country. We did some, some flying as well, um, but it was pretty awesome experience. I was very fairly new at comedy at the time, so I wish I had the knowledge I have now right. uh, of comedy. But it was still uh, the ultimate trip. Sure, like I, that was on during my hiatus from stand up. I took a, I took many years off of stand up when I started writing for television. Oh, that's and, cool. Uh, and I and I remember that I only watched one episode because I was like. And no, maybe one and a half or two episodes. I don't remember, but I remember you guys went horseback riding. And I was like, "This is bullshit. Nobody goes horseback riding on the road." <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's a little produced. Obviously, well, of course they wanted to, to have us doing some activities in each town. Which, of course, it has which to actually be. made it fun for us. They never told us what we were doing, but uh, it was great. Like they they planned out our day for us. We just we just had to wake up at a certain time, and then we'd show up. We'd be horseback riding or that is river like the, rafting. That is like or the go karting. It was road great. experience. It really was, man. Like. And, and everything was, you know, part of the budget. So yeah, yeah, I didn't have to pay for it. Everything was uh, part of my pay. I don't, I don't know about you guys, but whenever I go to a place where there's like lots of fun activities to do, I'm like, oh man, when I get up in the morning, I'm gonna rent a ski do. I'm gonna ski do the river. It's gonna yeah. be awesome. And no one ever does Nobody it. Ever and does I never do it. That's our drinking, and then the next day, nobody wakes up until three. Yeah, so exactly. when you got a camera crew and, and a budget on the line, they, they forced us to do it. Because I mean, there was yeah. days we woke up like going, "Oh, do we really have to go do an activity?" And we did, you know. But I'm glad we did. It really, uh, I think every comic should try to experience something fun to do in each city they go to. It yeah, really seriously. makes the road more fun. There you go. Just uh, we're putting on the AC. It's a little warm in here. Uh, I see the the knob to the left, all the way to the left. This one? Next yep. one. This one? Left. Yep. Left. No, the knob to the left. There yep, you go. There you Turn go. that Turn on. Turn that up. Perfect. There, there you go. go. And Hold then it. that knob in the middle. Yeah. Turn that all the way to the right, left. Sorry. There. Now you're cool. All right. Thanks. Sorry about that. Oh, that feels much better. Yeah, yeah. It's now a little warm in here. Noise. I got to keep the, I gotta keep the windows closed for the sound. That's cool. Uh, the only other episode of Torgasm I remember... Uh, watching, and you don't have to forgive me of this, Jay. By the way, Jay and I have been in this town both... Same amount of time. This is the first time we've met this weekend. Nah. 
Yeah. No, we no, no, we, we we did a show with Orny Adams. That's I right. Thought. We met at Orny with Orny Adams about at the Irvine Improv six months ago. Yeah. Yeah, and then I met you before at the parlor briefly. I think you came one time oh, to I my did? show at the parlor. I, I could have sworn I met you briefly. I don't know. I've never done the parlor. Yeah, I thought you just came down to hang with another comic one night. I I swore I met you there. I might be wrong. Okay, but I thought I met you there once. But I know for a fact we did that show with Orny. Adams. Yeah, definitely. That's right. That was I remember funny. that because you messed up my name. I know. I know. But that, don't I'm worry sorry. about it. Everybody messes up my name. It's it's this running joke I have on the show. Don't worry about it. It's a tough one to pronounce. All right, we're gonna have to take a break here and look at. Okay, one mile. You need to get to the. Are we on the sixty? You need I'll to get take to the, sixty west, right? Sixty west. Okay, you got it, buddy. Hold on one second, y'all. Uh, I don't know. What, I, sometimes I like uh, Google Maps. Sometimes it fucking drives me nuts. All right, hold on. We're just... Yeah, we're going to take the 60... But stay on the 57. 57 South. Yeah, yeah. So I so, stay 57 South. Yeah. That's what I thought. We're already here. Like, this was a fast ride. Oh, yeah. This is going to be the shortest uh, podcast yeah. I've done in uh, a long time. Well, we can stay in the car and still keep That'll talking. That'll be nice. Uh, the other reason I, uh, the other uh, episode of uh, Torgasm I saw was the one where they talked you into trying out a new bit. Right. Now, see, people don't know. There's like 7,000 people in the audience, and I was the host. <laughs> and I had already gone up and did my, like, 10 up front kind oh, yeah? of thing, you know? And um, so I'm in between, like, I just brought up Gary Goleman, and next, the next comedian i got to bring up is Robert Kelly. So Robert, Gary Goleman, friend of the show, slays. Yeah, yes, he's awesome. And uh, so Robert Kelly and Dane Cook are backstage in the green room. I come off stage, you know, bringing up um, Gary. And I'm not the kind of comic that likes to even do bits in between comedians as a host. I like to keep a show going. Sure. But, like, I'm in the back, and I thought of this idea, literally in the green room. And they both are like, you should do that right now, knowing it's probably not going to go well. <laughs> you know, and they were like looking yeah. at each other like, dude, you got to do it. Yeah, of course. And I'm like, and I'm like, dude, don't dare me. I'll do it. I'll do anything. I got balls, bro. And I'm likable. You know, that's one thing Red Fox says. If you're likable, that's that's half the battle. Oh, yeah. we've had so, that. We've had that conversation yeah. on the show a lot. So I, I they already like me. I've already been out there. I got no problem trying this. And it was that um, kill him with kindness joke. You know, like, how do you that. kill somebody with kindness? Right. So I literally thought of the joke, and then, you know, five minutes later, I'm on stage in front of the same 7,000 people trying the joke out for the first time. How and your actually, it bombed. I'm not going to lie. The joke bombed. But they laughed a lot because they like me. Oh. But the assholes, <laughs> and I'm going to call Dane an asshole for this one, too. All right. He's one of the guys in the editing bay. They actually edited the crowd waiting for the show to start. Uh, you know, they produced it. Like yeah, to course, make me look man. worse. You know, for production value. Are you but then t- again, they did pay for the go-karting. And so whatever. <laughs> Are but you telling me that reality television is not reality? It's totally not reality. Oh, I'll tell you another thing. They put re- you know what it is? The, especially comedians. They're, they're, you know, the, the reality part, everybody's treating me so nice. As soon as they turn the cameras on, it's like the producer said, hey, bully Jay. Yeah. F- make Jay upset, you know? And Because um, they, they changed it. They performed once the camera was on. Right. People Don't you performed. think that's a little bit, when you tour in a group like that, uh, the new guy, the young guy, guy gets most of the hazing i mean i haven't yeah. toured a lot with groups but usually the the, the young guy gets the hazing yeah you know i mean i i i'm appreciative of it regardless sure. and i'm thankful that i was in a position to get hazed you know yeah. i was very fortunate to even be on that show so totally i, I had a great time and i would do it again tomorrow 
Except I think I've learned a lot. I'm a little older. I might fight back this time. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? I don't. They might do to orgasm three. So I'll be. I'll, let's box. Me and we'll, we'll, me and Robert will box. Yeah. What was that episode where like they they it was something like a guy had a chicken like a mascot was gonna MC and yeah. they were trying to fuck with you. What happened? That was no. Funny. It wasn't chicken. The comedian was it. Was it was a turtle. No, it was a guy in a chicken. It was a turtle. Outfit. It was like oh, yeah. a mascot guy. A mascot. Oh, okay. and a turtle. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think he was. Uh, they were messing around with Robert, and uh, everybody was in on it, but Robert. So it made it really funny. <laughs> what did they say though? What did they? Tell I don't remember. Him? I think they said they're going to let him do his act in the turtle outfit. Oh, hilarious! <laughs> and he's just not going to have to go up tonight. And Jamie, and Robert Ma- Jamie Masada picked him up at the Laugh Factory. Yeah. <laughs> Inside joke. But anyway, it was pretty funny. Um, I love, man. I loved. I remember the first time I did on a rock and roll tour bus, man. I was like, wow, this was one of my dreams, man. Being on a tour bus. I slept so good on that bus, too. Oh, yeah? Well, you got get along? Who? You. The crew, the guy, you and the guy. Oh, yeah. Everybody got along pretty good. I mean, you know, I, Robert Kelly and I butted heads a lot. We're just two different types of people. Sure, but, right. like, I really respect and love Robert. I, sure. I'm a big fan. He's one of my favorite. He's funny, man. And, uh, you know, listen, I didn't even realize that I was a, a people-pleasing uh, passive-aggressive guy. I didn't even know what passive-aggressive meant. <laughs> yeah. So when he called me that, I was like, what the, what the hell? I'm not passive, you know, but I was. And so, I'm not passive-aggressive. Yeah, yeah. You're uh, passive-aggressive. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, I've learned a lot in life since then, but, you know, he had, he had his reasons to be upset with me. Yeah, well, and you know, all that stuff comes out on the road. Sadly, you had to do it uh, on television. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the other thing about Jay Davis and I, uh... We both have braces. Yeah, it's crazy. What? And now you guys have older braces. men Wait, with braces? braces. No, you don't, I don't have braces. Think, uh, yeah, I should have braces. We have braces, and uh, that's what's so funny about this weekend. Um, it's like back to back old guys with braces. <laughs> I, I was like, I was telling the audience, does this not blow your mind? This is the first time in comedy history two guys in their forties with braces. It's never, you <laughs> never you see this again. Too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you are? Okay, it's just hilarious. Wait, you didn't tell him I was on the show, Jay? Of course. I mean, I, I, I assumed he knew. What? I assumed you knew. Oh, you did tell me. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I'm, dude, I, I'm just getting over a cold and I've been asleep for two days. I don't care, dude. I'm just kidding. I'm just giving you shit. No, I'm excited to see you. How was the Florida scene when you're starting out? Or wait, where'd you get started, Eric? You were in Florida just for a little while, but where'd you get started? I'll tell you what's funny and that we're on the topic. Sure. When I moved to Florida, let me tell you something. How, 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 how much of, when I first moved to Florida, <laughs> Every guy was trying to be Dane Cook. Oh, really? Tight shirt, wristband, hilarious, high energy. Every fucking comic. And then when Dane, when it became cool not to like Dane, right? Everyone was like, "Oh, fuck Dane!" Oh, you saw that? <laughs> He's not a and I was like, "Do you want me to show you your set from last year at Bonkers? Because <laughs> yeah. you basically did Dane Cook, Harmful or Swallowed, or Retaliation. Right. I know you have the fucking album. You were waiting in line to get it, and then everybody started trying to become Mitch Hedberg." And was doing the the real legs. So I think like, I get off at Imperial oh, Highway, don't I? Yeah. Yes. Sorry about that. And, we got um, time to kill if we miss right. the if we miss it. Yeah. If you don't make it, we'll get you. Oh, I'll we'll make get there. It. Oh wait, that's my car. <laughs> oh yeah. That's how I'll make it. No, I tell no you what, man. When I first, when I first started out, when I was uh, uh, Luna Park one night, Dane was headlining. I was on the show. There are eight. This is before Dane blew up. There are eight people in the audience. Everybody went up there and performed like they were performing for eight people. Dane went up there and performed like he was performing in Madison Square Garden. That's awesome. That guy never, I never seen that guy dial it in or phone it in once, man. Yeah. That dude played every show like he was playing the garden. I have mad respect for him. The guy is one Dane. of the best comedians ever. I love Wh- whether Dane. people awesome. like him or, or not, I, I think uh, 
he really worked hard to, to, to build a name for himself on it. And he did it all by himself. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He, he, he created Dane Cook. Hang a right up yeah. here. Okay. He watched so. our cartoon and said he thought it was hilarious. Oh, that's cool. I sent it to him. The new one or, or the... Uh, uh, court ordered. Eric and I are in a cartoon. Eric created a cartoon and called Pablo. Court... And Pablo's in it, too, yeah. Oh, uh, wait, you sent me a thing for the Kickstarter, didn't you, Eric? Yeah, that's right. I then, think so. Maybe. It's Blindly. called Court Ordered. I, I sent everybody one. I know. <laughs> I can't even remember. <laughs> I think I emailed everybody in fucking America. It's like now, like, it's like dodging homeless people out here. It's like dodging uh, Kickstarters also yeah. these days. I emailed Dane to do a voice, and he got right back to me. And he goes, I would love to, but awesome. I'm currently working on uh, several other projects. He's like, but I thought it was hilarious. I love Jay. Oh, that's like, nice. Oh, yeah. good for you. That, that was really nice of him. He was, he's always been super nice to me, and I'm a huge, huge Dane Cook Great. Yeah. Did, did I interrupt your uh, the teaser, yeah. oh, Did cool. I interrupt your story? You're talking about Florida? Oh, yeah. You were going to tell us a story about yeah, yeah. Florida. Remember? Oh, no. That was the Dane Cook the Dane story. Cook story? Yeah. Well, that's what you were talking 1998, about. 1998, I dropped out of college. I was 18 years old, and I went to go live with my parents in Florida, and there was an open mic called Bonkers Altamont Springs, and I was too young to get in by myself, so I signed up, but I was too scared to go up, but me and my parents watched the show, and Daniel Tosh went up, and everyone bombed to this open mic night, and he destroyed Oh, yeah. This was before anybody knew who Daniel Tosh was. So I started following his career, and when I got into comedy seriously in 2001, I said, I'm going to go back to Bonkers and kill like Daniel Tosh because I was too scared to get up. And I went back there, and I ended up living there for a year with my friend Ian. Ian uh, Ian Gatowski. Yes. And I lived with him and his wife, his ex-wife, in their guest house. Sure. Everyone was trying to be Dane Cook, and Ian loved Dane. And then like a year later, everyone was hating on him so bad because they're just – it's like a band. Yeah, totally. Like everybody had a Nickelback CD. Then a week later, like, fuck Nickelback. <laughs> they sold fucking 30 million copies, so you tell me nobody has one. I never had a Nickelback and, CD. Um, you know, so it's, it is what it is, but... Ian Gutowski, huge friend of the show. He fills in co-hosts for me whenever I oh, need a co-host. Cool. Ian's a great guy. We for a long time. We tied one on so hard one night in Reno. <laughs> in Reno? That's a good oh, place man. to do it. Jesus. Oh, we got attacked by this woman. It was great. You got attacked by It was great. That was back before my kid, back in my heavy drinking days. Oh, nice. Is this Laugh Factory or the Wayne? No, this is the old catch. Oh, okay, cool. The old Catch a Rising Stars, Jimmy Schubert calls it Catch a Rising Middle Act. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> so what was the Florida scene like, man? The Florida scene was, I was coming from the Maryland scene, the Baltimore. Oh, okay. so you got started in Maryland then, yeah. Baltimore comedy was very, you couldn't be filthy enough. Who it, who's from Baltimore? Besides, isn't Blaine Capatch from Baltimore? Oswald, Blaine Capatch. Right, right. Um, Baltimore. Dave Chappelle started in DC. Oh, I didn't. Martin know that. Lawrence started in DC. Okay, so that's kind of gonna hang it right here, Jay. Yeah. All right. I think I know where I'm at now. Where do you park at? Uh, park in the headliners, since Pablo okay. Francisco, who we're opening for, has a limo. Jeez, awesome. Creepy. And takes his limo down here. That's every how night. you do it. We're in a wrong. Hey, you guys are in a uh, 2007 Honda Element, buddy. I love it. I don't even have a car, so I'm just going to treat Sorry, Eric, continue. Baltimore, so, couldn't ba- be dirty enough. That's a rough town, yeah? Baltimore's a rough town, but when I started, there was, it wasn't like out here. There was an open mic in Baltimore on Thursday. There was one in Virginia on Wednesday, which was a totally different sense of humor. Right. Country, southern, and then there was D.C., which is very, like, hoity-toity. Sure. So when you first start comedy, you'd have a bit that killed in Baltimore. you go to D.C. and it'd be crickets. Like, right. Fuck, that killed last week. <laughs> so you got to learn, oh, what's going to work in front of most crowds. Right, right. And uh, when I moved to Florida, Baltimore was very like, fuck my life, I'm going to kill myself, abortion, cancer. And Florida was very happy, party. Sure. Man, it was, very, it was a very happy, upbeat comedy scene. Yeah. And it was a big difference. No, you can't park there. Uh, Josh, the manager, got the headlining spot. That's I right. told we, him I was going to park there today. That garage uh, has got a lot of spots. Oh, you know what? 
what? You don't even have to go to the garage. I know the secret spot. Okay, you tell me. And plus, I don't want to park in the garage with this equipment. Okay, that's a good idea. You know what? Bang a Yui and see if we can get in the lot over there behind us. Okay, what about that spot there? Reserved? That's reserved for uh, condos. Okay. So bang a Yui and let's see if we can get over there. You got it. So, yeah, I've never been to Baltimore. What's the club there? Well, I started a club called Winchester's Pub, okay. on 102 Water Street, which is no longer there. But they had the Comedy Factory oh. above Burke's Restaurant. That was a club there. And then uh, the Improv, Baltimore Improv, opened. And I used to visualize my name being on the marquee of yeah. the Baltimore Improv. They wouldn't even let me in the club when I started. And <laughs> then I ended up, like, six years later, I headlined the Baltimore Improv. My name was on the marquee. And the club went out of business. Right. And they locked the doors on them because they didn't pay their rent. And my name was on that marquee for a year. Awesome. I love it. Fucking I love crazy. It. I love that. And then That's Rascals hilarious. opened. And that lasted about three months. What's it called? Rascals. Oh, Rascals. The guy leaving. And so there's nothing there now? The Comedy Factory's still there. Oh, okay. But I think it's where the improv used to be. Oh, look at all these spots, Holmes. Yeah. We're, we're I haven't styled. been to Baltimore in a long time. Yeah? Yeah. There's, uh... there's a guy leaving in this truck right here. I'll just wait. Okay. It's a bigger space. There's a game my kid uh, plays from Chippendale called Baltimore, where he goes, Baltimore, Apple Corps, who's your friend? Eric. And then you throw an apple at him. Sounds interesting. Yeah, that's from uh, like Donald sick. Duck. So that's that's the kind of violence. Okay. You know all the Looney Tunes. I do. They're not, that's not <laughs> Looney Tunes. All right, so check it out, man. We're down here. We're at the Bray Improv. Uh, Jay and I are opening for Pablo Francisco. This uh, Eric Myers, a gentleman I've been trying to hide and tell you this. I've been trying to uh, wanting you on the show for a while because Ian has uh, talked nothing but great things about you. Oh, well, I'm, I've heard a lot about your show, so I'm excited I got to do it. Yeah, well, it's not over yet. This ends part one of uh, Road Stories on the Road, uh, the Bray Improv. So we're going to check out for now and... Uh, in one second, we'll be back, but in two hours, we'll be recording. So this ends part one. Right on. Two hours, 45 minutes later. What a fantastic show. Uh, sold out. Actually oversold. They had to turn people away. A couple guest spots came in. It, it was a great, great show. Uh, I got an applause break on a punchline that has never gotten an applause break before. So... Uh, Guess that joke's staying in for another five years. Uh, that's the good news. The bad news is the second half of this podcast has been lost. We recorded, Eric and Jay and I recorded on the way home last night. This is Monday morning that I'm recording this, and uh, it, it's lost. It's gone forever. And let me tell you why it's gone. Last week, I bought a new cell phone, iPhone SE or C or something like that. Uh, way, way past due. I've needed a new phone forever. But much like my cars, I buy a phone, I drive them into the ground, and then I get a new one. I had to upgrade my iTunes to fit with my new phone. So I upgrade my iTunes to fit my new phone. Turns out I have to upgrade my computer because the upgrade for my iTunes isn't upgraded enough for my computer. My computer can't handle the new iTunes, which can't handle my new iPhone. So my new iPhone doesn't go with my laptop. What's that got to do with this podcast? Also... The upgrade from iTunes doesn't recognize the old garage band, and I haven't been upgrading the old garage band because the new garage band doesn't have podcasting. So when I went to export the file to my iTunes, it gave me the spin and wheel of death. I had to reboot it, and it didn't save the second half of this podcast. So what can we say except fuck Mac? Um, so that is it. I apologize to Eric Myers, and I apologize to Jay. Davis, uh, I will have them both back on, and I apologize to you guys, the listeners, uh, for the second half of this. It was a lot of fun. Uh, having said that, the first half was a great time, so I'm sure you enjoyed that, and I will be back with you guys next week. 
I'll be doing a podcast from San Francisco. I'm looking forward to seeing you guys at the Purple Onion on June 2nd. Tickets still available. And the looking forward to seeing you guys in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, where I'm opening for Lachlan Patterson at the end of June. And I'm looking forward to seeing you guys at the podcast uh, podcast festival. Why did I say podcast-a-thon? The podcast festival, LA Podfest. I'm looking forward to it. Sunday night. Get your tickets now. If you're going to live stream it, wait until I can get you a code, a discount code that will save you $5 and give a little boot to this podcast. You guys, I, I, I've been doing this for a long time. I appreciate you guys listening. I appreciate you guys tweeting about the show. I appreciate you guys commenting on it. Uh, I'm, I'm going to close down the podcast page. I'm just trying to figure out how to merge it with my new page. So go to facebook.com forward slash Murray Valeriano. That's Murray Valeriano comedy. Like it there. Pretty soon that's where the podcast is going to live. Like I said, I appreciate every one of you guys. And I hate when this happens. I should know better by now. At Murray V on Twitter. You want to know about life on the road? It's booze, tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns. And these fights, cancel flights, running with the runs. And blacklists, bounce checks, great a bachelorette. <laughs> Drunks in the front, making out for your set. And middle acts doing blow more missing merch. And drive the rental car past another mega church. And juice keys, vagina fist, your cell phone is gone. One big law and order marathon.